Hey everyone, Matthew LaCroix here, and I'm here with my good friend Justin Mills for a really exciting new podcast series that I've decided to start called Mastermind Discussions, where I'll be bringing other individuals in to really look at the nature of reality, ancient history, and everything that makes up what we perceive as our existence here from more of a higher level perspective. And this has been a long time coming. I've wanted to do something like this for a while, and I've had a lot of feedback from people that have encouraged me to do it. You know, what makes up the nature of reality, the universe? What have we been misled on how to perceive our existence here? You know, what are we part of? And joining me is someone that I go back a long way with um, many years, back since early, early high school and even middle school even. Um, a friend of mine named Justin Mills, who we had a sort of a funny way that we had started our friendship. We had got off on a very rocky foot where I um, really didn't do very well in terms of introducing myself. And we were almost enemies at first, but we became very good friends. And over the years, we've had some fantastic discussions before I even started writing, just trying to look at everything from a higher level perspective and understand things in a different way than we've been told. Because I, because as we were going along, and like a lot of people know, there's a lot of aspects about our reality in the universe and ancient history that are not like we've been told. And so I really enjoy my discussions with Justin. That's why I've invited him to come on today and talk to me. And together, we seem to really do well in terms of going back and forth with bouncing ideas and really looking at things in a different way. So Justin, go ahead and tell people a little bit about yourself and some of the projects you're working on. Hey, I'm really excited to be here for this. Um, uh, so I, uh, I work at, the, at a veteran's home for the elderly. And so I have a pretty interesting perspective on life and death, I think, sometimes. Um, it can be a really rewarding job, but at the same time, obviously, as anybody could tell, it's, it's hard to. Um, but there, I, I started um, a book club. And um, I really, really found that I enjoyed reading out loud. And so that led to um, me pursuing, um, especially with a lot of people telling me I should, um, the voice acting realm. So I recently have entered into the voice acting realm and I've recorded a few books on, um, five books on ACX so far and uh, I've done a couple other projects. In fact, one of the projects was for a World War II veteran at my work. Um, and I just had this amazing opportunity because this World War II guy comes in, he's 99 years old, and his, um, he had written a book, a memoir, and um, he offered me a copy just to read, and I read it, and obviously it was incredible um, just what he went through and everything. He was a Marine Raider in the Pacific in World War II, and he can't read his own book anymore, and he... he loved telling his stories enough to write it all down like that. Not a lot of people spend the time to do that. And uh, so I took it and I, I turned it into an audiobook and I distributed it to him and his family for Christmas and stuff. So I was really proud of that project in particular. That's, that's great. What are some of the other projects you've worked on as well? Um, I did a, uh, a trilogy um, for the first person that um, uh, I got a job through ACX through an author. Um, and she had this kind of like um, crazy westerny, like it, it's hard to explain. It's kind of got its own genre, 
um, a little bit of romance and stuff, but it's silly at the same time. It doesn't take itself too seriously. And I really like that. And so I did the, the whole trilogy for her and she just, she's been awesome support. She, um, great feedback. I think that's, that's awesome. It's the fact that you can bring your own unique voice into these stories and, to, and for these people to really experience it. Cause we all know that the power of audio can really create an incredible visual experience. If you close your eyes and try to imagine a story as it's unfolding. So I think that's a really neat way to, in some, in some ways, enhance a book, even, even beyond what just the words on the, what the page say, if you can bring good, good voice acting in. So that's, that's really cool, Justin. Thanks for sharing that. And, and of course, I'll have links in for Justin's website uh, under, the, under the video itself so you can check out some of his work if you're interested because he really is a very, very talented voice actor. Um, and he's also, and he's a very deep thinker. And so that's the, the other reason why I've invited him today to discuss some of the topics that we have today. Um, and the first place I want to start, and I think I want to do this in a consistent way, is we need to gain some perspective on where we are. This, the perspective of where we are in this vast universe. And when you do that, you're able to really look at things in a completely different way. All of a sudden, how things seem when you're on the ground, walking around, surrounded by the masses, passing you by here and there, it really can just drag you down to this false paradigm where you really forget where you are in this vast cosmos. And I think that's where I want to start with this discussion, is really just creating a certain perspective that enables us to be objective observers of our reality and not to be sidelined by some of the illusions and some of the, the ways that our paradigm has been altered so that we don't really perceive where we are anymore. I mean, when I, when I look at where most people live on the planet, where most people are surrounded by streetlights and cars driving by with lights flashing through their windows and they never even see the stars. In most cases, individuals never walk out onto that grassy knoll, you know, in the middle of the night, pitch black, and they stare up and just perceive their existence with constellations and planets and stars moving down, moving above them. It is, it's truly an amazing cosmos. And when you, when you do perceive it that way, all of these other things around us that, that we think maybe are important at the time, just sort of melt away and seem trivial. I mean, when we think about the idea of some deluge or some cataclysm back in the past, you know, wiped out entire civilizations in, in the, in the modern teachings of, of religion, it's, it's often portrayed as just some symbolic aspect of, of the past, but really the cuneiform tablets and ice core records and um, soil samples and, and these ancient megalithic sites, they really paint a far different story of what could have really, what looks like it really happened during um, some 10, 12,000 years ago in our history. But a lot of the religions have turned these stories into, into these silly myths with, you know, two of every animal and all these aspects that really disconnect us from the truth of what I think we're really trying to seek, Justin. And I think we're trying to seek truth in what we are and who we are and where we come from and this perspective of, of what we are in the, in, in the context of the entire universe, right? Right. Well, uh, you know, our, our written history only goes back a few thousand years. So it's pretty ignorant to think that we, that another civilization couldn't have been thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years before that and, and been wiped out. And with all of the unpredictability of 
uh, weather and the earth and movement, movement, movement in space. And, you know, who knows, you know, it's ignorant to think that, that that's, we're the first ones to have reached um, beyond like going from ape just to us right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Especially considering the fact that our entire written history, as you said, especially in terms of modern history is like a blip in the cosmic timeline of earth. I mean, if we're talking about, yeah, I guess about that's what I meant there. Yeah, exactly. Billions of years of history with everything from giant dinosaurs that were the size of buildings stomping around on our planet that people didn't even think were real at all for, for countless generations until Dude, there's bones. still people that don't believe that. The Isn't that amazing? At all. It, and yet, people and that yet think there all are, the fossils are fake. And, there are fossils in bones being found all around the world. Some of these, some of them so intact. I mean, they, I was my, uh, I was just looking at an article the other day about a stegosaurus like dinosaur that was somehow perfectly preserved in the mud from over a hundred million years ago. And you could see the entire inc- incredible um, muscle structures and still all the bones intact. And it was like, it was frozen in time. And, here we are we have all that evidence and yet certain aspects of controlling perspectives of religion teach us all that everything is only six thousand years old everything in creation is only six thousand years old they don't even they don't believe in dinosaurs they don't believe in anything that goes back even more than twenty thousand years yeah that's amazing um but that's (laughs) that's why i think it's important that, that we have discussions like this because we're in this age of misinformation, and, but it's also an age of information. And I think that's why there's such a challenge be- between what's real and what's not real, because information is so readily available. Um, and, but to, to clear the, the slate here and really start our perspective to look at things, I want to just bring up um, one of the things I talk about a lot, because it's one of my favorite aspects, is, is the idea of, well... Where, what are we and where, where, do we, where do we fit in with this vast universe and this cosmos in terms of perspective? And there was an, an amazing um, thinker in mind called Frank Drake who came up with the, the famous Drake equation. And it, it postulates, it's the idea where if we were to just look at the, the cosmos as we've observed it, if we take the Hubble telescope and we, were, and, we, and we count, like we've done, and we were to count all of the solar systems and galaxies and other um, far and distant galaxies that are like a speck of dust, every single one is added up and counted. We really truly live in a vast cosmos where there are potentially millions of Earth-like worlds that exist out there that could even, you know, sitting right now, there could be other sentient life that's staring at some speck speck in, the, in, in space, wondering if there's other individuals there that are thinking the same thoughts or perceiving other things like them but when when you look at that justin isn't it amazing to perceive how people see themselves now in in our current age just to not notice it and just to not look up basically and and not even really incorporate it into what defines them right what defines their experience here because if they did and not have it be a part of purpose uh, yeah like human purpose yeah, and, and they wouldn't. They really wouldn't have a way to become so distracted by all the, the aspects of materialism and war and all these things that divide us. Because really, when you Distract look at it us, from a yeah. higher perspective, in in the cosmos, and that we're just this, we're the we're this planet, right? Earth, right? This little speck in the universe that 
has billions of sentient life forms here, but yet they're all fighting amongst one another. And most of them care, care little about what's out there, you know, and, and, and how vast and incredible it is. We are put into this small little mindset box where we're told that we're just supposed to go to some, you know, eight hour job somewhere and then, and, and, and work our butt off and then come back and then just sit around and, and, and die. And that's, that's right. like most times that's our entire existence. Imagine how different um, the human race could be if early on uh, our goal is to, is to, you know, explore the vast universe. Like if that was a goal early on for human, um, for human minds and that's what society was like driven towards instead of, oil and profits and big boats and jet planes and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it was, if we were driven towards that, where we could be. I think that's a great point. It's, it's what is the motivation behind how our perspective of reality has been determined? I mean, we all know that famous, that famous quote, history is written by the victors. Um, and I think that really speaks a lot to how this paradigm that we ended up in, was ended up like this i mean we really do exist in like the first book that i wrote the illusion of us we live in this great illusion where it seems like so many things are force-fed down our throats through through media and through things like the internet and tv and all these aspects that just conform us from a very early age do you and think it's immediate it's, gratification like like why why is our goal not to seek um the meaning of life in the stars because there's so much out there and there's so much potential knowledge of meaning instead we we just settle for meaning on life uh, uh, being exclusive to earth and um and that that one particular person's mortality in that one life you know you that's that stupid phrase yolo where you only live once and the idea that we you better take everything you can <laughs> with you because you can't come back and that's it right every just destroy the, the world around you and do whatever you want to step on top of it because that's the only purpose of life. Whereas really all the ancient cultures around the world have spoken about our purpose in life is to reach a balanced state where we can actually positively contribute to. Yeah. There's a reason why passing down information is a, an integral part of human evolution. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? the fact that we pass our information down must be important. So why would YOLO, you only live once. Why would that be a, a, a way to live life when you're supposed to be listening to what, what came before and then making new information, like exploring purpose further and then passing that on. And I think a lot of individuals that are those creative thinkers, those, 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 those children that, you know, have that, it, truly deep imagination imagination perspective where they're sitting in class just bored out of their mind because they're giving, being given this drivel, this really straight narrative drivel of where there's nothing exciting that's ever happened in our past. We simply got here through survival of the fittest and through destroying the natural world around us. And, and that's all it is. It's just looking at the, this external viewpoint of us as just being yeah. this. And the most obnoxious thing about it is that is what sucked about it was having to remember names and dates. So you just had to remember names and dates and you had to know, okay, this guy did this, this guy did that. And then you, then later on in life, you find out that some of those names and dates aren't a hundred percent accurate and what those names did 
were definitely not accurate. You know what I mean? Like Columbus and all that stuff. It's just, again, manipulation. Well, most people don't even fully know that a lot of that stuff is wrong. And I think that's why when individuals like myself or others try to really speak about this alternative narrative based on evidence, people in, in a lot of cases will choose to just ignore it and reject it just because of how painful and difficult it is to try to re- reform your thought processes. Yeah. We've been, you know, we've been fed so much misinformation for so long and, and, de- and so much deception that's been mixed in that, that here we are through the, the powerful means of things like nationalism, where you, you know, it's all about your country, these, in most cases, invisible borders to fight against others and to hate, to hate individuals for no reason at all. I don't know how could people can feel that way anymore, how it's possible when you can see, you can see everyone, we, that we're all the same, like basically in the insides and, and to live life and to love, you know, and we all know that. So how can we possibly think that we're the best and we're the end all when we know that all the other living beings out there are just like us and they're just in different bodies. Yeah. That's, that's the whole interesting perspective is that the, the great challenge, I guess, or the, or the, the great um, trick that's played on us is to make, is to dehumanize certain, certain groups right around the world so that we could, we do constantly fight and not just have this holistic viewpoint. Like you said, can you imagine if, if this world just got together with every smart and um, really just driven person that wants to make change and, and find solutions for things. Can you imagine if every one of those individuals got together in the world, what kind of a future would we have rather than what we have now with this conquering empire mentality that we see? Imagine if we, we had a goal to feed the world that, that was like, you know what I mean? And we made a bunch of allies that love America instead of a bunch of people that hate us and for good reason. You know. Yeah, do, doing doing real good instead of, you, you know, the idea that we're like this great hero, but really we're causing instability all over the planet. You know, and we always it, have to have, there always has to be a profit to it to us. For us to be involved in another culture, we have to have a, a profit. There has to be something we're getting out of it instead of instead of the fact that we're we're the most wealthy country and we we could be just helping other people. And, but that's the interesting thing, isn't it, though, is that that's the perception that's, tr- that's, that's promoted here through um, conditioning is that we are heroes of the world. But most, but most individuals, you know, places, individuals like in Iraq or Syria or Yemen or wherever it is that have had families bombed by drone strikes and have lost children that have nothing to do with any kind of a war. They're just trying to go out about their lives. Can you imagine how it's they just would number. us? Just a number certain amount of casualties and if it's small then it's good it's like oh only 10 casualties oh only 10 innocent people a couple children yeah it is it is amazing how people perceive um and i that's a good point i want to bring that up is this whole idea of salamani right now and how you know he's this great evil man and that we had justification to to bomb just kill him in another country and yeah evil veins or whatever they said but the, but the amazing veins. thing is 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 things like the article that just that just came out yesterday the day before how isis is superior they're, they're praising the united states for taking out this evil general that was essentially wiping out um 
these evil faction forces, proxy forces that are going around and causing unbelievable amounts of evil in the world. And they're praising us for taking him out. And yet, why would they do that if he truly is this evil man like we've been told, right? And, and where's the due process in that? Like, he didn't get to give, give his, his case. Yeah, he was, he was just taken out, right? Like, that, that's all it is. And I think that's Yeah, way- amongst other people, including allies, right? Didn't ally, yeah. uh, U.S. Yep. allies died in it? Yeah, and, and instead, <laughs> oh, just, we've, just yet couple, again... Just, just casualties, casualties of, it, what, of war, I guess, but we're not at war with them, so what is it? We're just constantly, it's this, it's this idea of a controlling system of this military-industrial complex that was, that was warned constantly to us from everyone from JFK to Eisenhower. The idea of how the very system itself is designed around war and that we are just basically like puppets that are being played by those who really wants to, want to keep instability rampant across our world, even though the way I see it, and I'm sure the way you see it is, you know, we've, we've reached a point where we are consciously evolving to a point where we, we are, we're starting to reject war, even though that hatred that's being promoted and dehumanization is still rampant. Right. Well, so much of our war is unnecessary. I mean, uh, I think war was glorified at one time because it was necessary for survival, but we know now that it's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not necessary. Um, anymore and being told that a society realizes it's not necessary isn't that like a conscious evolution change a perspective change yeah i do think that right but but what i'm saying is it's it's easier for us to realize um that 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 change is happening because there's no reason for it and they and the reasons they're telling us just they don't add up and people's consciousnesses and their access to more information is making that harder and harder to keep people blind to the fact that we've been fighting a lot of wars for no reason other than money. That's right. You know, we look at all of the things that happened over the last 10 to 20 years with all the lies and deceptions that have been played in an area that, and I, and I always like to bring it up to people. It's, it's truly amazing to me, this ongoing conflict that we have fueled in the Middle East, which, which is in an area where not only is there obviously a lot of oil and other means, other um, types of elements that are interesting to some of these global elites and some of these individuals that are very powerful and want to make a lot of money, these corporations, but here we are sitting, we're in, we're in the, some of the number one locations where ancient history sites, sites that have massive rock murals of these great winged gods known in, in, some, in some tablets as the Anunnaki and all of these incredible inscriptions that talk about ancient cities that date far back beyond before cataclysms destroyed them and how kings were allowed to rule over the people and, and were given kingship and, and handed down to them. All of those secrets or the majority of those secrets are in the Middle East. They're in Syria, Iraq, Iran. I was just, you know, because of some of this conflict, I was just doing some research into these incredible cities like Persepolis in Iran and the Behistun inscription, which, which just show you that there's, there's these aspects of ancient history in these conflict zones that really would completely rewrite and make us really look at our past in, in a different way. And to me, it's no coincidence that we have all this instability rampant throughout the region because you, region, because you could really 
you, you would basically put a halt to any kind of new archaeological discoveries that are being made there by creating conflict. So I, I see all this, the instability and the, these, these global elites through this playbook of war and deceiving people to keep supporting these, these wars, even though like, for instance, after 9-11 with this idea of Iraq having weapons of mass destruction and then it being a reason why we should go in and retaliate, even though there was, that had no connection to do with supposed Taliban that attacked during 9-11, it was just like, an, it was like an excuse, right? Just to go into some of these countries. Yes. That's why I think it's, it's amazing that, that we are you know, finally in this time when information isn't as withheld back. If people really do want to seek truth about things, they can go do research and, and dig and they can try to be objective, right? Don't, don't they know the results of the last time we dropped big bombs? You know what I mean? On people, like the, devast- the devastating results to hundreds of thousands of innocent people and generations afterwards. And I mean, who's the only one who's done that, right? I know. That's, and, and so we should know better, more than anybody else. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me how we're worried about someone like Iran developing a nuclear weapon, this dictatorship that was promoted by us in 1979 when we, during the whole Iran-Contra situation, I mean, we create these unstable environments in certain locations, and then we try to create the narrative that they're the evil ones where whereas we're the only ones that have ever dropped nuclear weapons on an entire populations, killing thousands and thousands of people, disrupting entire generations. But, but yet we're the good guys, right? Yeah. How does that work? Yeah. That always makes me think of like the whole like timelines thing um, too, because, because we are, have been dealing with nuclear weapons for so long. Yeah. We dropped the two and that's been, that was terrible. We all know about it. But the amount of things that we don't know about, like accidents that almost happened, um, just because of the having nuclear weapons, you know what I mean? The accidental dropping of them. There's multiple times where like we've accidentally dropped, or or the fact that a, like a Russian submarine um, during the whole Cuba thing um, got under attack. Basically, do you know about this? And and it nearly it was nearly, it was crashing and it was under a lot of distress and they lost like radio signal. And so they were about to like launch a nuke because they thought possibly that America had launched nukes and there was all out war and that's what was going on, why they had no radio contact, blah, blah, blah. And so they were going to launch the nuke and it was really close to it happening. When one of the guys on the ship talked the other, um, the commanding officer out of doing it. And that's the only reason it didn't happen. But all those things like could have gone differently and we just don't even, most people don't even know about them. Can you imagine that if certain moments like that during the cold war with these war games, right? With different empires, imagine if if things had gone differently, we we could have essentially annihilated ourselves already. Right. And that was all done because of like you were saying war games, because it was all about, you know, the Cuba was moving in missile um, or um, Russia was moving in missiles into Cuba and, and, you know, America was dropping depth charges on a submarine and they didn't know that that submarine had nukes on it, but they were doing it. And that almost happened because of that. Yeah. And I mean, but I just always have to come back to the idea of where, you know, the majority of our funding, I mean, people might not know, but um, it's places like the United States, the majority of our funding 
over 60% goes into war and goes into fueling this empire of war. And just imagine if it was the other way around. Imagine if 60 or 70% of all of the economy of these countries went into innovation. Uh, and education, like think of the exactly. budget of education, which arguably is the most important thing because that is the fundamental passing of knowledge that we were talking about earlier. You know what I mean? The human um, passing on knowledge trait that we evolved to, that is extremely important for this, our success. And yet look at how we um, prioritize it in our budgeting compared yeah, to- Like, it, like it's almost like, it's very clear to me that they don't want a conscious, you know, high no, no, no. We've reached, population. We've, we've reached what they want. They, we've reached the amount of um, intelligence they want us to achieve, you know, maximum uh, um, effect, uh, efficientness, efficientness uh, in, in working and making money and keeping this whole thing going. Uh, but yeah, they don't want to, obviously they don't want to educate us beyond that. Cause it, it's, it's so sad. I mean, I, I really see, us as um, having just this huge disadvantage where we're, we're not really getting the, the information and the awareness that we really deserve. I mean, I feel like that's why it's one of the duties of truthers and other individuals that go out there and try to not only just spread knowledge of the ancient past, but spread awareness of all of these things around us that are incredible. I mean, I, I for one, when I, you know, going to these large population centers with just with people that are just so focused on just accumulating material wealth and, and, and buying stuff and having being running to debt and not having um, ha, not not actually putting money and thought into things that really that change their life for the better you know instead of you know buying something that you think can satisfy making you happy in life why not you get out on some adventure go visit some new place go meet new people have it actual real experiences that that grow us and change us yeah exactly but here we are with this this paradigm where it's all about materialism and war and hate and division and yet we don't look beyond and see this cosmic incredible place that we exist in where you know we're sent we're sentient beings that can perceive their their place in the universe perceive you know how we could reach technologies that could create wormholes and reach entire other galaxies and have the ability to truly become godlike at the very we're, least find other civilizations be able to start the ability to communicate anything like that being able to yes being able to travel through space faster than i mean obviously that's a huge barrier but how much how much has been invested into that compared to a nuclear weapon it's all about conquering this world we're on right and 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 in doing so how many other civilizations do the same thing we we don't know if other civilizations essentially annihilated themselves because fossil records take so long to develop and so many different civilizations that are sort of mashed together that we have this one little perspective of that everything's everything's only six thousand years old and yeah imagine that millions and billions of of civilizations in the universe with 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 thoughts and minds and, and lives and all that stuff have come and gone in the amount of time that before we were ever even here 
and yet we perceive ourselves as being alone in the entire universe. Does that make any sense to you? It just is, seems impossible. It is impossible. It's impossible. It's far too big. It doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, we're talking about millions of galaxies with billions of planets and star systems. And, and yet here we are fighting over these frivolous little things here. Yeah, just like we were saying before. I mean, even if you said it's, it's one in a million chance, or if you said it's one in a hundred million chance, you could say it's a, a one in a billion chance. You know what I mean? And it would still be, yes, there's life out there. It would, it would still end up that way because there's just so much of it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing. I know if anyone, who, you know, some people don't believe necessarily the rover information that's come back from places like Mars, but I've, I've seen some incredible images of things like Amamite um, fossils, these shell fossils that have been seen by images on Mars. And, you know- I feel like there's a lot of like pretty- respected people that believe that mars could have been very earth-like at one time and its atmosphere was blown away or something happened i think we have to look at that um in in the way i i perceive it is the idea well there's really only two things that could destroy an entire atmosphere like that and it comes down to either civilizations and annihilate themselves through nuclear weapons or there was some kind of catastrophe with the sun yeah where- i was i was thinking the same thing it is a is a as a solar flare of like a massive proportion. But, but even that is still almost mind blowing to wrap our heads around like that a whole planet could be essentially stripped of almost all life and water because their atmosphere was, was blown away. I mean, that is like truly the apocalypse, isn't it? I was reading something recently that was talking about how if one happened now because of how all the technology we have, especially in space and, and satellites and all that stuff, it, how devastating to, like economically it would be if, if a huge solar flare happened. Well, I mean, what um, would even, happen if it, if, even if it didn't destroy the planet. <laughs> no, but, but let me ask you, what would happen if, let's say, the power is down for like a week? Just imagine yeah. that, like everywhere, the whole world. The whole world, right. I mean, it would be like anarchy, right? Everything, everything would just collapse. Yeah, it's hard to imagine. Well, because we've been so driven by technology and so focused on it that we've really forgotten that, that it's not really an essential component of us living here on this planet. I mean, it's almost like we've really been manipulated into this false reality where we don't really learn this world around us and how to survive it and how to, and how to be a part of it rather than just conquering it and not caring about it. Because at any moment, this cycle that we're part of here could change and we could yeah. end up in a, in a place of hostile climatic conditions that could, could potentially make living here very challenging. So I always try to remind people that we, we really have to get some perspective on where we are in these different cycles right now and all of the, 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 the climate changes and all the things that are happening. And the, the fact that the ancients talked about how we're going to this new age, it really, really gives you some strong evidence to show you that, well, maybe we are entering this completely new time period. And, the question that I always bring up is, you know, are we going to allow this empire dominance over weaponry and advancing ourselves in a, in a, in a warlike state to destroy ourselves? Or are we going to finally put that away and move? That's the ultimate question. Level? Yeah, that's the ultimate question. And, and you know that part of those civilizations I was talking about before that have existed before us somewhere in the universe, you know that a portion of them destroyed themselves uh what what portion of it you know what percentage i wonder 
I know. And like, so technology ends up becoming the focus, right? And then you lose perspective of being a natural part of balance with the earth and the universe. And because of that, becoming unbalanced and focused on these types of technologies, you end up, you end up annihilating yourself. I mean, when we stare out into, into the vast universe around us, and there's just some little cosmic blip somewhere, is that, is that an entire civilization essentially destroying themselves somewhere? And we don't, we don't know. Yeah. When they see these crazy explosions in outer space and, and they're wondering what they are. They wonder what they are and they spec, they speculate, but for all we know, it was some, some civilization destroying itself. Yeah. And that's why I think it's important where we have this needed perspective to realize where we are in this time period. You know, we're in an incredible age where someone wants to go and find answers and information that used to be forbidden. They can do that. And it's, it's an incredible time where instead of people just being on their phones for just entertainment, it could be a powerful tool of raising conscious awareness and, and, and reaching these higher states that have seemed like the system itself just wants to prevent at all levels. I mean, the fact that we're having this conversation right now means that we are potentially conquering that, that determined fate that some think that we have. I mean, I know a lot of individuals that thought that we would already be gone by now and, and we're not because every time it seems like a massive war or something bad is, is going to happen. It, it's, it's like the, at the last second, it doesn't seem to happen. And it's, it really is it really interesting to, to it brings up questions about whether or not everything is just random or if we're supposed to reach the next stage. What, what's or, your perspective or, on that? Well, I also wonder if it's like that, that idea of um, string theory. It goes along with quantum physics too, where anytime a possibility happens, like reality splits. Yeah. And there's multiple timelines for everything. And there's, in, in, there's not an infinite amount of timelines. There could be, but they don't think that there's an infinite necessarily, but it's a huge number that we can't even comprehend. Um, and so we would only be able to be pondering why those things hadn't existed if we were in a timeline when none of them did exist. So, but what's the point of that? What's the point of having multiple versions of possible timelines? I don't know. That's, that's the question of, of quantum physics at this point. Um, but it's one that they can't answer yet, you know, questions. Well, if, but the, to me, the only purpose of having multiple versions is to achieve a certain version or to allow yeah, essentially yeah. every, every outcome possible, right? Right, and, and, and which would kind of um, re reinforce that idea that we could be a simulation of some kind. Because if you think about it, a simulation would be running through every possibility, right? Of what, what, what's happening and what's not happening. Because of free will? I don't, oh yeah, I guess, I guess the application of free will within it would, would create so many possibilities, but a simulation, um, that's trying to calculate those, those, um, differentiations, like based on what happens, you know, with each choice, if it's trying to analyze each one of those. Then so that then that would, that would, that would create the idea. Well, then maybe that's how people perceive what we think of as God is, is some kind of an intelligent force that is sort of seeking a certain type of outcome or at least exploring every possibility that's out there, right? Right. And we're kind of assuming that we have something to do with it, but we might not. But maybe we do. Well, maybe that's what sentience is, is when a right. being can reach a high enough state to become sentient where they're actually aware of, the, of their selves in the universe. Maybe that's how 
you know, we become like actors on this stage of, of, of free will and expression where. And that, that could be part of the objective of whatever this simulation is about, but also it might not be. And we just assume it is because we're looking for answers. One, one thing that I certainly can't get past is the idea that, you know, we feel such powerful emotions like love and the connecting to all the universe itself. I just don't see how that could be possible, especially with what the ancients talk about in a lot, a lot of ancient writings is that if, if we are just simply a Darwinian ape that had no real re rhyme or reason and we're just here because of survival of the fittest, then why would we ha have all these extra aspects that really connect us to a higher level? They yeah, wouldn't be there, would they? And the fact that we've even been to the moon says so much about like the fact that we we're capable of doing something so beyond what any other living being on earth has done. Um, it shows us should, that we're different, should, right? Yeah. It should show something about what we're capable of um, and how, be, how far beyond the capabilities of most life we have come. Exactly, but but yet we're thrown into the, almost the same category as 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 just an evolved ape, and that's it. Like that's your whole story of who you are, and your brain is creating consciousness, and so therefore take everything with you and destroy everything around you because it doesn't really matter in the end. But at the same time, we're connected on this cosmic level to the universe all around us, and I know for a fact when I walk outside on a beautiful day. And I'm, I'm, I'm seeing birds all around me and bees all pollinating and I'm walking through it. I feel more like a steward than just someone who's conquered this world around me. Right. Yes. I agree. I, and, and it's funny cause it's like, I don't have one thing that I believe about everything related to the universe and purpose and all that. And I'm always wondering, um, and I always have ideas about it, but to have, so many people that have chosen just that one perspective and to, to think that that is um, that's it uh, and there's no reason to think beyond it I don't understand that either I understand why you would. well that's all part of the closed-minded view the situation here where people have been really um, conditioned into just having closed-minded viewpoints right don't yeah. oh it's very dangerous to sit outside and ponder right you, you know that's that leads to a lot of a lot of thinking that's outside the box. Yeah. Everything's so perfect when you were talking about the bees and everything. Everything's just so perfect, perfectly balanced around us. I think, I, I think that's the whole point of what we're supposed to achieve is that instead of realizing that we can, instead of realizing that we can reach this higher balanced state, it's, it's, it's the complete opposite. You know, I think that's what the, the great challenge has been back and forth. But that's what, um, and that's what is so exciting about where we are right now is that is as we, if you look at the ancient, um, the ancient zodiac ages, you know, if we are truly moving to this time of this new golden age where we'll no longer be burdened by this low consciousness, low vibration, but yet truth will be able to prevail because of we're in this higher conscious environment. To me, that is, it is a very exciting thing to think that we're here right now during that and that we could each be making an impact just like our, our for instance, our conversation right now. Yeah. I've always liked the idea of the, of the vibrations of, um, of us and, and uh, the idea of um, frequencies and, 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 and all of that. Cause there's just so much that we don't do not perceive. Um, and we know that we don't perceive like 
scientifically we know that we don't perceive everything yeah. in front of us. And so we know that just the radio waves alone, we know that there's things going on that we can't see, but if we know how it works, we might be able to tune into it somehow. And yet here we are thinking that we know everything around us, but yet we have this tiny little fraction of just the visible light spectrum that tells us everything, but we right. really know, like you said. We know everything like has a vibration and everything like that, but we don't really go beyond that. We're changing on a fundamental level because we're realizing that, oh, there's so many other dimensions all around us. And the fact that everything is on this molecular vibrational frequency level that's determined on this non-physical reality and that what we perceive in reality is just this one little glimpse into what really makes up reality around us. So, and that's why I, I, I call the latest book, the stage of time that I wrote because it, it really is like that we're on this stage here in, in the third dimensional physical reality where, and, that, and that's all we, we perceive, but yet we're those actors that are there. And based on our, um, decisions in our actions with free will, we can change the entire narrative and story. We are right. like those heroes in a story that don't even realize that we're playing a part. Right. Yeah, sometimes it feels that way. So, Justin, let's. Go, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this really great discussion, but um, I want to thank you for coming on today on to um, Mastermind Discussions podcast. And yeah, I want to really just fun. remind everybody that we are here in an amazing time period and try not to get held back by all the deceptions and, and divisions that have, that have, that we see all around us in media and everything that pollutes our viewpoints of our place in this vast cosmic universe and how we're moving to this new age of this golden age of higher consciousness. And we should just keep reminding ourselves that because we truly, I truly believe in, in based on everything I've studied that we truly are the, the co-creators of our reality here. So, so thanks, Justin. I want you to yeah, thank you some so much closing statements and, and go ahead and, and tell everybody what your website is and, and where they can find you. So I just created it. Um, so it's um, um, JMVO studios at wixsite.com slash Justin Mills on the, and on the website, you can hear some of my um, audiobook samples and, uh, and uh, send me messages if you're, interested in contacting me with anything to do with uh, voice acting or if you just want to hear what I have to offer so far I should be updating it and uh, you know it's brand new like literally two days ago I had my buddy design it um, yeah, yeah it looks great um, I visited it and I, I gotta I highly encourage people to check out a lot of his voice acting he's just a fantastic voice actor and I want to I want to thank everybody who's who continues to support my work um, I love to delve into the nature of reality the secrets of ancient history and just figuring out what our purpose is here and these, these higher level perspectives that we have to always remember to maintain because that's how you can keep and remain objective in everything that, that's in your reality and in your life. Um, and as always, check out my website at thestageoftime.com and my YouTube page at Matthew LaCroix. Um, and make sure you, you subscribe and check out a lot of the content that's going to be coming up in 2020. And I just want to thank you for joining me today. Yeah, and I just wanted to say... Um... I was thinking about putting that World War II memoir on Leverbox, um, Leverbox. And so if, um, if any other people are interested in, in hearing it, um, um, go ahead and uh, send me a message. Cause if I get an idea that some people do are interested in it, then I might, um, 
I might spend the time doing that, um, just donating it to them and then anybody could listen to it. So I just wanted to put that out there. Cause, awesome. Um, cause yeah, he's a world war two Marine Raider and he's a great guy. And I, I, I know he'd love to know that his story was being listened to. I so. think that we all deserve that. Right. It's, it's, this is all about what is our story? You know, yeah. what, what is your story? Cause you're in control of your own story. So I think that's yeah. really cool, Justin. All right. Well, thanks a lot for joining us and I'll join you next time on the next one. Thanks. All right. Yeah. See ya.